Good morning again. And if you're like me, it's, it's been quite a week. I mean, here we are facing some sort of economic collapse. We're being asked to shelter in place in, in a type of quarantine. Our schools and businesses are closing all over the place. And it keeps going. And of course, above all, the ever-rising death toll as, as the virus now reaches 85 countries in all 50 states. Now, last week, the Reverend Peggy reminded us to know that the Lord is among us. Shown to the Israelites in the water bursting from the stone in the desert at Mount Horeb. After a week like we've just had, it may seem even harder to remember that the Lord is among us. The temptation is to complain like the desert-bound Israelites and yearn for the empty comforts of a long-ago Egypt that maybe probably just exists in our minds. But then the lectionary delivers us our beloved 23rd Psalm. As I wrote about this week, it was a God-given gift. It comes like a beacon in the darkness, reminding us that the Lord is indeed among us, and the reward we're offered is so much greater than the water from a stone that quenched the Israelites' thirst. And I thought it worthwhile for us to meditate on this most loved psalm with his six short but memorable verses, especially during this time of uncertainty. It may be the salve that many of us need. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You see, the psalmist is already being delivered even before he begins. God is not a distant deity, but a shepherd, one who watches over his flock. No matter, no matter what happens, how dark things may seem, we will be safe. We shall not want. And we're called not to be still in this comfort, but to actively participate in it. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. We're surrounded by the abundance of creation made for us. Green pastures, still waters, you know, my earliest memories of this verse always called to mind a mountain stream coursing through whispering pines into a vast meadow, greens and blues and the bright sun making everything sparkle. Just the kind of scene that we might find here in Arkansas should the sun ever decide to break through the clouds again. But we're not just physically quenched by God's abundance. We're then told, he restores my soul. God reaches into the very depths of our being and doesn't just heal us, but restores us, returns us to our mint condition, makes us complete as we were at the beginning of creation, before all this messiness began. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and staff, they comfort me. God isn't just with us in the good times, nor is God an always good times God, whom we expect to wash away all our pain. No, God is with us even in the darkness. And because of this, we have nothing to fear. In a conversation with Brett Hardison this week, he reminded me of a science fiction fantasy book that went all the way back to my teens. The book is called Dune, and it's by the writer Frank Herbert. And it was, for my time, part of the nerd starter pack, along with the Lord of the Rings and the Chronicles of Narnia, that for my awkward teenage boy, 
in the 70s was what I really needed to return to. For those of you who may remember, it was turned into a terrible movie starring Sting, but that's a whole separate thing. Anyway, a key mantra in the book is, fear is the mind killer. Fear is the mind killer. And that makes so much sense. Fear is the thing that takes us out of our game. It paralyzes us. It creates division where we should be, where there should be none. I believe an essential part of being a Christian is to be at our core without fear. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And this is possibly the most important thing for us to remember in this time of uncertainty. We don't respond to darkness with fear, but with comfort. God is with us. God protects us not from pain and suffering, but from evil which is something much, much, much more debilitating. God reserves a place for us in his kingdom. And while the Israelites were in the desert were satisfied with water from the rock, we are promised something much, much greater. We're told, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Again, we're not separated from those who oppose us or from the forces that seek to destroy us. In the face of a pandemic, we are, in a God lens, safe, truly safe. In fact, more than safe, we're surrounded by plenty. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. In opposition to our enemies, to the forces that threaten us, we're not just without fear, we're living into abundance. Our cup overflows. God anoints us with his sacred oil. And the psalmist closes with the greatest possible promise of deliverance. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Some translations suggest that the line at the opening of that should be, Surely goodness and mercy shall pursue me all the days of my life. So think about that. Imagine goodness and mercy chasing us at every turn. In times of darkness, in front of our enemies, we're being pursued, chased, hunted down by goodness and mercy, by grace. And this is not in some afterlife, but in this life. Goodness and mercy are lurking around every corner, waiting to catch us. We do nothing to earn it. And again, it's in this life we dwell in the house of the Lord, in the very presence of the shepherd, of the Savior. In this time of social distancing and Zoom-based online meetings, many of you may be missing your regular chance to gather here in this church, this place we also call the House of the Lord. But God's house, we're reminded, has many, many rooms. Our idea of spaces can't match God's idea. Wherever you are right this moment, you are in God's house. Just notice it. In preparing for the sermon, I found something that's called a reverse paraphrase. And it's where a writer attempts to express at every turn the opposite sentiment from what the psalmist is writing. The following comes from a 15-year-old author who was writing in 2002. I think it's pretty amazing. Psalm 23, reverse paraphrase by Anna Thompson. I have no shepherd. I need a shepherd. 
I am caught in the desert. I am thirsty, and no one is telling me where to go. I am lost, and no one cares. I'm scared of evil because I am alone. I am the strongest thing in my life. There is no greater or more powerful being to comfort or protect me. I must be alone with my enemies, with no one to help me. The cup of my life and my soul are empty and dry. I seek after goodness and mercy, but never find it. I have no home. Nothing is certain. Now, how often do we find ourselves wanting to live into the hopefulness of Psalm 23 while letting our feelings here revert to the pain and loneliness of this reverse paraphrase? Is the Lord my shepherd I shall not want? Or do I need a shepherd, any shepherd? Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. Or do I fear evil because I think I'm alone? Does your rod and staff comfort me? Or because there's nothing more powerful to comfort and protect me, I have to protect myself. Goodness and mercy shall pursue me all the days of my life. But will they? Do I have a home? Or will I dwell in the house of the Lord? What do we say versus what we truly feel down here, especially in these moments of uncertainty? So I invite us all, in the midst of so much fear and concern, to try to really live into the promise of Psalm 23. Not just as words, but as the purpose of the mission, the very way of our lives. There couldn't have been a better time for the lectionary and for God to offer us the beloved Psalm 23. It is the perfect salve for uncertain times. As more happens over the coming weeks, I urge you to keep Psalm 23 close by. Let its words of reassurance and strength and comfort wash over you. Let it take our fears away. Deep in our essence, we believe, we know, that in God's world, we have nothing to fear. And we are surrounded by lakes and forests and streams of comfort and tranquility. Our cups runneth over. Amen.